All right, welcome everyone to this new episode of Drunken Jurors. I'm Jeff. I'm Nick. If you haven't noticed, there's no Adam because I don't know. Hockey's a thing, I guess now. So we're it's like not a real sport. We're like second to him now. It's an athletic. No. <laughs> yeah, it's an athletic. He's not going to listen to this. What do I care? That's <laughs> the amount of correct you are, sir. <laughs> you are not wrong. <laughs> Yeah, so you get another episode of just Nick and I, and the last time this happened, we did Hinter Kaifek. And then went of horribly. My, one of my favorite episodes. It was fun. It was fun. Went horribly. But a lot of good lot of info. Fun. It was a yeah. lot of Nick and I using different sources that contradicted mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. <laughs> so we just got hammered and I told Nick he was wrong all the time. It's true. Uh today uh we're gonna be getting something similar, except instead of Jeff telling me I'm wrong, it's gonna be me. Uh, trying to remember everything from uh audiobook I listened to in July. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so we're we'll starting the, the bl- we're starting the Black Hand Society, the extortion yeah. racketeering bullshit. Yeah, the Italian one, not the Serbian one. Yeah, the Serbian one we, sounds we, dark. We could also do the Serbian one. The Serbian one would be kind of cool. Um, down the road, but yeah, this is gonna be yeah. a part one of that where Nick's going to because I didn't do a fucking thing for this. Uh, we're going to be leading up to it coming to America and all of the bad shit that happens in America with it. Now, this episode is going to be essentially a 40-minute history dump on Italian history. <laughs> and it's law enforcement in America and all that fun shit. So, I'm going to sit back and get drunk. Probably. Um, so, mm. uh, yes. Oh, Evan yeah. Williams. I'm drinking Evan Williams. Nice. I'm drinking uh, Kona from Minnesota. Mm. Still drinking those. <laughs> I, so. mean, I would. I had them last week. And they were delicious. Yeah. Well, not not when they've traveled from Minnesota. Traveled? Traveled from Minnesota. Oh, you mean like the ones you bought in Minnesota? Yeah. I thought you were telling me Kona's from Minnesota, and I was no. just going to believe you. No. No, it's from Hawaii. <laughs> no, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I still got a couple of those, like, Fontanas or whatever. The the black hands. I don't remember what the fuck I got. It was some like. It, oh, it, I have no idea. I was, was very hammered that <laughs> entire weekend. I was so hammered. <laughs> I'm not proud of the fact I drank at least like probably thirty beers that weekend, or not that weekend that night. Yeah, I that tried was a bad so night. hard to throw up, and it just would not come to me. That was a bad night for everyone involved. <laughs> really bad night. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll we'll discuss that more at a later date. Whenever we discuss that, um, oh, it'll happen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, we'll end up discussing Adam's bachelor party. Um, <clears throat> but uh, sources sources is unlike me I, who fucking says I have name. I have two books. Um, the primary one is <clears throat> Inspector Oldfield and the Black Hand Society, America's Original Gangsters in the U.S. Postal Detective Who Brought Them to Justice by William Oldfield and Victoria Bruce. Very good book. Very interesting. Um, highly recommend it uh, if you have any interest in early American policing. Um, and then the other book I listened to was... <clears throat> this is more of an auxiliary for some of the historical stuff. It was um, The Pursuit of Italy, A History of a Land, Its Regions, and Their People by David Gilmore. 
another excellent book if you want a complete history dump on uh Italy from like Rome to current to like 2014. Um so it's it, outdated is what you're telling me. Not at all, no. Um it, it Italy's a very interesting place. I like the idea that it should actually be like five or six different countries um instead of just one Italy. We'll we'll be getting into that because like there is the idea of an Italian identity, like a nationalist Italian identity, is from like 1850. <laughs> so it is very young, very new, and no one really accepts it still, even in Italy. <laughs> um, Perfect. Yeah. No. When your the, country doesn't even accept your your status, pretty pretty much, it's like like it definitely should be like a confederation of states instead of like the republic of italy like it, it is more than like the u.s states that have different cultural differences like it's still anglican and different in origin but like fucking parts of italy are more french than italian or like more german than uh than french it's wild um but we'll be we'll be touching that a little bit um but so the uh excuse me i have absolutely zero outline and i'm gonna be just fucking letting it rip um as long as we get the info we're good yep don't make uh, it in any particular order timelines aren't necessary yeah, who needs a timeline um so when when you think of Italian... when's Mussolini come into this Not at all, because doesn't this all happen in the nineteen hundred nineteenth century? The thing we're talking about. This is like late. This is very early nineteen hundreds. This is like pre World War One. Yeah. Um, Yeah, So this is from Italian immigrants, mostly Sicilian immigrants. No, I was about to touch base with you on that one. Um, but now this is like around the era of Garibaldi, um, in like the third. Well. So we'll, we're going to give you a timeline of Italy, and then, like, when this shit starts popping up. Um, but, Jeff, first things first. Like, when you think of uh, Italian crime syndicates, what do you think of first? Uh, the mob. The mo- mob, the mafia, the mafiosos, yeah. Al Capone, yeah. fucking the New York big Prohibition, the big gangster yeah. type people. Yeah. Exactly. So smuggling across some alcohols mm-hmm. for all of us. Yep. So that is what we think of currently when we think of Italian crime organizations. Um, there is a precursor precursor to that, which is called the Black Hand or the Society of the Banana. <laughs> um, not kidding. Does, does banana have a different meaning? No. Oh. No, it's okay. literally a banana. Uh, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but Italy's not known for its bananas, right? Like, they're not no, abundant no, they, in bananas. <laughs> no, no. Bananas require a tropical climate. Yeah, um, I mean, I assume, but I thought Italy, I'd get that out Italy's there. extraordinarily temperate. Um, it's Mediterranean, Mediterranean in fact. <laughs> um, you might be able to grow, like, a banana on Sicily, <laughs> maybe? I don't think so. Um, but... I can see it. Eh, maybe. Probably um, not. Uh, but the more I think about it, the less I believe in that. <laughs> yeah. The the Black Hand or the Society of the Banana um 
what now picture that picture that in uh minion's voice banana <laughs> the society of the banana and then gets stabbed by a stiletto <laughs> um just having your throat cut out um but the black hand started off as an extortion group that primarily targeted italian not italian immigrants immigrants from what is now the republic of italy at that point was the kingdom of italy kind of um but the black hand originates in the kingdom of naples uh which is central italy uh so it is naples is south central italy on the east coast of the boot um near the heel no the ankle yeah like the ankle why can i not picture where the fuck <laughs> what, italy is? what italy looks like yeah um it is uh a beautiful city that i know absolutely nothing about um other than they have apparently really good pizza um i i i know nothing about naples other than the fact that like they were kind of they were mostly independence from the people who tried to conquer Italy during the 17 and 1600s which happened a lot it, we we had the french we had we had the austrians the prussians gave it a go um the I russians would, went for it i would like to point out there's probably no fucking way to grow a fucking banana in italy at all (laughs) if you you go straight west it is at about like pennsylvania slash virginia on the u.s Um, so uh, so, doubtful (laughs) um so that is uh that is that is where the black hand originated and it originated in about the 1750s um uh the basically the entire goal of it was extortion um i'm not really familiar what it what what like the the origination of um the black hand was in the 1750s most likely extortion racketeering um probably a lot of smuggling during the 1750s um <clears throat> It would have been 1750s Naples would have been under the control of who? Uh, 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 this is an important thing that I should. Seventeen. <laughs> 1750s Naples would have been under the control of the Spanish Bourbons. Um, so look at a map and do that math. Um, but that was that was Naples, and that was probably a lot of smuggling, a lot of underground uh black market dealings. Um, <clears throat> and then as America got established and more Italian immigrants came over to the u.s and that was in the late 18 1800s um was when italian immigrants really started coming over um the black hand set foot and established bases in 
all of the major cities in the U.S. They established a headquarters in 1907 in uh, Hillsville, Pennsylvania, uh, a few miles west of Newcastle, Pennsylvania. And I don't know where that is either. Um, All I know is it's like a small-ass fucking... Town in Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. it's like a really small village. Yeah. Um, And there they established a school to train members in the use of the stiletto. So, stabby stab. Um, God, I wish. And the main goal of the Black Hand at this point was extortion. Extorting immigrants. Um... And they set up this, like, obviously the problem then is laundering money. And the way they laundered money, the way that that they had affronted communities was, guess, why do you think that their front business was related to the society of the banana? Why it was related to, like, them killing people? Like, no, so their front business... What do you think their front business was if their name was the Society of the Banana? Oh, it probably had something. Oh, yeah, it had something to do with, like, I would assume farming of some sort. I would say, like, tobacco. Fruit imports. Yeah. Yeah. Farm. So, yeah, kind of. Yeah. So, hey, by imports. the way, did you know we have nine minutes left? I forgot it starts the meeting when you come in, not when I start fucking recording. Oh! I did not. I was very confused. I'm like, what happened? Yeah, not yeah. pog, <laughs> not poggers. Um, so, uh, black. And so you got the Society of the Banana. Their front business is fruit imports, and that is how you end up with strong later in the in the in the nineteenth in the twentieth century mafia outposts in Cuba and in South America. Because they established as the Black Hand and the Society of the Banana in those areas in order to get these front businesses going in those tropical areas. And then they're importing fruit. They're also importing alcohol. They're importing drugs. They're importing weapons. Um, They're smuggling in immigrants, even though I don't know why you would do that. But like human trafficking. Um, But their main business is extortion. And they primarily they primarily uh, extort Italian immigrants who come to the U.S. and they set up businesses, um, whether it's wh- whether it's you know a barber shop, a bar, a restaurant, a, sh- a-, a cobbler. Um, they they begin extorting these families, um, and nine times out of ten these families pay because it's it's easier than going to the cops it's easier than saying no and then getting very mean letters and fingers of loved ones back in the mail um but that leads us to the united states postal service because well there's really only one way to send extortion letters from boston to bumfuck nowhere massachusetts and that is the post office. Fun fact: uh, If the you Pony Express, no, that was eighteen hundreds. Fuck, that was in the West. Damn. It. Um, but fun fact. Well, fun, also fun fact. Did you know that you can mail a child up until like eighteen seventy five in the post office? 
because it was cheaper by weight to ship a child through the mail than it was to pay for a a train. train. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, you're going to go see your relatives when you're going through the fucking What's your tail? Like, how does that work? It's just slapping a, like a stamp or a package slip on a child, giving it to the mail carrier. (laughs) And then like, there are pictures of like toddlers in like mail carrier satchels. (laughs) It's like, no. well, we're going across the state. No. Dad can't leave work in the mine. Mom's dead from giving birth to the 14th child. But so they just fucking ship kids across the Dude, post. why is there not a movie based off that? You know how good of a movie you could make off of a kid it's going not- through the postal service in the fucking they, 1700s? They had, to, they had to make it illegal. Because, like, 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 there was, because there's, like, obviously there's a maximum weight at which you can ship something, like a package. Like, there's a maximum weight. Fucking, a five-year-old's only gonna weigh, like, 80 pounds. (laughs) 80? A five-year-old that you think weighs 80? I don't know how much, I don't know how much five-year-old weighs. What the fuck, Nick? I don't know know what a five-year-old weighs. What is a five-year-old? Like 30 to 40 pounds. <laughs> well, in that, that case, fuck, you could probably ship a teenager. <laughs> what is the average? Well, also, this is like the 1800s, Mike. <laughs> they're malnourished as fuck. The average weight of, of a five-year-old. five-year-old. Don't ask. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, about 43 pounds. Uh, yeah, 39 to 48 inches, children, 34 to 50 pounds. 1900. Let's see if I can find it. <laughs> Here, here's the. It's got to be the, like twenty five. <laughs> here's the picture. Uh, copy image, and then I'm gonna send it to you over Discord. Here, here's the here's the picture that commonly goes along with it. No, no, <laughs> yes, oh. yes. Why do you have like, the same? Why do you have the same fucking hat? <laughs> the you just fucking. Sh- in the early 1900s, it was legal to mail your child with stamps attached to their clothing. They would ride trains to their destinations accompanied by letter carriers. Dude, dude, look how pissed he looks to be like, I have to carry this fucking kid across I have to carry the this state. four-year-old. <laughs> oh my god, no. Yeah, so minutes, by the way. That, that's, that was legal. That was so, side tangent. That was legal. Um, imagine that on the Pony Express. Just a kid. He's two kids in saddlebags. Oh, dude! Like, <laughs> Grandma and Grandpa got to go to the post office. We got to pick up our grandson. Oh, he arrived fuck. yesterday at four p.m. Oh, oh, so with that side tangent, <laughs> um. <laughs> any any crime committed using the United States Post Office is a federal offense. If you lay if if I'm if I send a letter to Jeff saying, "Hey, I'm going to break your kneecaps with a golf club if you don't pay me $15." And I put that in the mail and I put a stamp on it and it goes through the mail and arrives in Jeff's mailbox, I have committed a federal felony (laughs) of threatening assault and extortion. 
and technically like that 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 means you now have the post like today you now have the fbi in the post office on your ass like that's how the fbi gets like into like um mob crimes in like chicago they 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 sent at some point they sent a letter (laughs) and in that letter was like ransom and then all of a sudden that's now a federal crime because you have mailed that through the united states postal service um so uh with with that um you with these letters for extortion um that attracts the attention of the united states postal service at this time in the early 1900s there is that's really all there is when it comes to to federal so fbi let's see when was the fbi established uh the fbi was founded in 1908 um and it was founded under the interstate commerce clause which is again the basically kidnapping state crime if i kidnap and i cross state borders it is now a federal crime because i have crossed state borders that is interstate commerce clause and that gives the fbi their authority to 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 do investigations um <clears throat> before then <clears throat> there were really only three major federal agencies that had any type of legal power there was the united states marshal service which is in the constitution um they are basically the sheriffs of the country like think sheriff's department but go federal um then thing then you have the treasury department which if you if you've ever watched um <clears throat> the unkillables that's elliot ness that's who was doing um uh liquor investigations during prohibition because technically that was a treasury crime because it involved money then you have the postal service and then obviously anything that goes through the mail y- postal inspectors and all that so uh one one small correction um i kept saying the united states postal service the united states postal service was created in 1971 um and that was when it was privatized uh like or like half privatized by nixon um the original department was the united states post office department um I think we discussed them in Albert Fish. I'm and that, sure, w- that was a department cabinet. It is no longer a department cabinet. Um, it got, pri- I'm not entirely certain why it got privatized, but so yeah. Um, uh, but that is all of the, the three main branches of government or three main investigative bodies at that point in time. We're going to be dealing with the United States Department of the Post Office. Post Office Department? United States Post Office Department. Or we'll us get pod. that. It's us pod. It's the acronym. I don't, I don't like, like that. it. I don't, I don't like it either. either. Yeah. Um, U.S. Mail. Or we're sure. The or the Post Office. Um, you correct anyway. yourself. Good enough. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, the Post Office was founded in... Uh... Um. Why did it leave me? No, nope, there you go. Wait, what? God damn it! I have uh, to fucking no. edit now. Now it was founded in 1792, and the first uh headmaster was or postmaster general was Benjamin Franklin. Um. But is that now 
now we're gonna meander our happy asses all the way back to Italy. So at this point in time in the early uh 1900s uh Italy was going through a bit of a a, a pu- puberty age it was a time um basically from the fall of Rome Italy was just a bunch of different states feudal states kingdoms um there were like I I I honestly couldn't tell you I don't even think um, anything will tell me the exact number, um, of different kingdoms, but like it, it, it was a lot. It was like 15 or 20 different kingdoms in Italy. Um, Jesus. yeah. And it was, did they also well, allow you to mail your kids through? No, I don't think they had post offices. Mm. It was like, they were like couriers. Oh, uh, um, could you send it with through a cour- courier? Probably, 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 probably. I feel like couriers are more open to yeah. stuff then. Um, but during during the time from like the eighteen hundreds to the nineteen hundreds, you have that's all the nineteenth century, motherfuckers. It's a it's a lot. Uh, you have uh Napoleon invading and trying to conquer Italy, which he does. Um, I think the only one he lets be. He leaves alone is like Vienna, and that's because they gave him a fuck ton of money. Is that because of their sausages that come in a little can? Not Vienna. Vienna's fucking Austria. Um, uh... Venezuela. Venice. Venice. Not Venezuela. No. Not not the South African country. <laughs> that's South America. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I said African. <laughs> yes, I am. <sighs> All right, we fucked up a lot in the <laughs> last thirty up, seconds. We fucked up a lot. That was a lot of but, things to get wrong. <laughs> but but Italy consisted of a fuck ton of countries, uh, different nations or nation states, city states, whatever. You had Rome. You had yeah. You, you had Rome, and then you had the Vatican, and then you had like Sicily, which was I think I under Moorish control. The Vatican's in Italy. I always forget that. I don't. Vatican's know its own country. Um, I know, but like yeah. Yeah, in that general uh, yeah, populace. It's, it's, it's in the middle of Rome. Yeah. Um, but you have that, you have um uh, Piedmont, you have uh fucking Florence, you have uh Tuscany, you have Venice, you have um, You've said Venice twice now. It, it, there, th- th- there are so many fucking kingdoms, it's annoying. Some of them remain independent. Some of them become French. Some of them become Austrian. Some of them become Roman. Uh, and like all of them speak a or different version. <sighs> now, I don't think, though, no, that Ottomans stayed mostly in the Baltics. Okay. Um, there's a strong contention that like Italy can be considered part of the baltics because like the northern part of it is a little balticky um yeah but like and then but like sicily was sicily and like southern italy was under i don't think it was ottoman but it was like some form of moorish control for centuries um there's corsica which is the birthplace of napoleon so napoleon's really just a fucking fr- uh, italian dude 
Yeah. So that's that's fun. Our favorite French French boy uh, is really technically Italian. Um, uh, for those of you that don't know what the Baltic states are, because uh, or the Baltic countries, states, it's whatever. like Greece, fucking Bosnia Herzegovina, uh, Serbia. No, Romania is not it. Um, it it's that little clusterfuck of countries that basically kicked off World War One. Um, Slovakia. It's like it's like right really... now. Right now, it's Latvia, Lithuania, mm-hmm. Estonia, Estonia, Estonia. Those are like the three that are still Baltic states technically mm. as of and today. Th- and then there's and then there's the tiny fucking ones like Montenegro. Yeah, and uh, Bosnia Herzegovina, those little fuckers. Um, it's a night. It's a nightmare place. I, they're lovely people, I've heard. Um, but it's a fucking powder keg for global relations. Um, it is a pain in most people's asses. <laughs> yes. Uh, that was a fun little place that tried to be conquered by the Turks, the Russians, and the Austrians, all at the same time. Um, so why not? Yeah, why not? Um, during the Great Game, which is what's considered like the attack, the European uh, attempt to colonize everything, um, you had uh, Western Europe essentially colonizing South America and Africa and like East Asia. At that time, Russia and Austria were just trying to colonize the Balkans. Um, yeah. So, is that? Um, I believe Vienna, I think Vienna acted as the main shipbuilders for the French Navy during Napoleon, I believe. I think it was Vienna. Not Vienna. Fuck! Venice. <laughs> um, but that's the thing. Um, I, as I've discussed on the podcast before, I am thought I was Austrian for my entire life turns out i'm italian and that's only because the part of italy i'm technically from was austria for like 200 years um so that's fun um but there there's that uh in uh 1848 there's a bunch of revolutions in uh 1871 uh there's the capture of rome uh, by uh Giuseppe Garibaldi, uh that fun dude. I think it was Garibaldi. I'm gonna I'm not even gonna look it up. I'm gonna fucking commit to it. I think it was Garibaldi. Fun dude. We might look into him at some point. Um, but he kind of nationalizes and tries to unite Italy, um, under one banner, and no one's really happy about it except for like Rome. And even Rome's not super happy about it because then you have Florence and Naples and Piedmont, all of these in very strongly independent kingdoms with their own nobility, their own kings. All of a sudden, like, oh, we're no longer any of that. Um, but it was better than getting bent over a barrel by Napoleon. Um, and then later the Austrians. And then uh, all of Europe. Yeah, and like before before this, it's part of the Holy Roman Empire, which is Germany, essentially. Um, like large swaths of Italy are under the Holy Roman Empire. Is it bad this this makes me want to play Civ? 
Uh, <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. Because this is usually what I do. Uh, as, I, as I listen to a book like this, and then I play Civ for three days. Um, Civ 6. Good game. Yeah, great game. Um, and that is where we end up with a rough amalgamation of the nation, the kingdom of Italy. There's a king. He's there. <laughs> he, he's there. There's usually a general that's holding everything together. Um, and he's doing a piss poor job of it. Um, but the reason I bring up all of these state, all of these states, cities, and little independent countries is that there is no national Italian identity easily until like 1920s I'd say 1920s 1930s and that's like kind of forced upon people with fascism and uh, Mussolini and the fact that they just fucking kicked the shit out of Austria-Hungarian Empire I was gonna say um, World War One, Italy wasn't World War One in Italy was very important. No, because it was it was the Kingdom of Italy at yeah. that point, and they were struggling to hold the Kingdom of Italy together because all of these independent cities and countries wanted to be independent. And then Austrians come in, kick in the front door, and all of a sudden, well, fuck that German dude, um, and they defeat Austria Hungary, like really run a fucking train on them. Um, it's kind of sad. Um, <coughs> but it's the death throes of a dying empire. Um, and then you have this new sense of national identity. But before that, there there's none of that. And then while there is no sense of national identity, there is a oppressive, top-down, centralized government that's trying to tax, that's trying to install governors that they like, it, they're they're trying to be a government. Um, it's basically like if if Colorado was its own country, or or think think about think about the 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 U.S. Revolution. You have the thirteen colonies, and then they become the U.S. It's essentially that, except the uh central government in Philadelphia is now installing their hand-picked governors in, like, South Carolina. It's that kind of thing. And, like, yeah, we kind of speak the same English, but, like, you can only understand a handful of words because, like, it, it's a completely different dialect. Um, It's like trying to understand old English from today's English. Yeah. Um, or just london's english compared uh, to like ours. it's like yeah it's like trying to understand welsh is an american um as, a welsh as, accent as, from as a, someone, an american as someone who is welsh yes yeah um it, it it's it's a lot like how like you have mexico spanish and then you have spain spanish and like you can communicate not well um but there's that there, there's this top-down government that's trying to instill control in italy that no one likes, no one trusts, no one really... There's drafts, there's subscriptions, no one likes them. Then all of these immigrants come to the U.S. These immigrants make a home. They're now being extorted by other Italians. 
And the options are pay, die, or go to your centralized top-down government that is by no means as oppressive as the Italian government, but that's all they know. That's all they think of. They think of, ah, we go to the federals, the feds, but from where I'm from, the feds, they'd they wouldn't do anything. They'd just ask for their own cut because why not? Yeah. Who's going to stop me? That's their idea. Um, And then that leads us to um, Belafonte, Ohio, which is where we're going to leave off today. But Belafonte, Ohio, uh, on April 18th, uh, 1908 um and this is where shit starts to go down this is where shit starts to go down this is where this is this is 50 miles north of columbus you know everyone this is where i finally come back in yeah next next episode this is where i come back in to leave a little little taste of banana in your mouth um little little cream filled banana um come basically in belafonte ohio uh, a 18-year-old Charles DeMar walks into a fruit shop owned by his uncle, uh, Salvatore Sira, and puts a bullet in his uncle's head. Oh, yeah. We'll fuck off with that, then. Yep. Outside of that, I got. I have nothing else. You have nothing else, because you spoke the else. entire time. Yeah. So, it's not like you have a view on anything, and I'm not going to tell people mine, because I don't give a shit. Yeah. So, outside of that, thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, we appreciate it. If you go down into the description of this episode, you will find our link tree. Uh, the top link of that is going to be to our Patreon. If you go to that, the $1 tier, you get access to Discord and to the movie review podcast that we release monthly. That is Adam and I, where he makes me watch movies because I don't watch a lot of them. And I haven't seen a lot of the big ones that everyone says you should see. So it's... Uh, me watching those anything that he thinks is really good is pivotal to cinema in general or just really fucking bad um so yeah we go listen to that listen to me and adam break down movies uh you get to hear my viewpoints uh, a lot of people a little tidbit of information to that um we have done up through october's recordings for that uh the matrix is in dead last and i don't see it coming out of that so <laughs> it is the worst movie i've seen this year for that podcast you watched and the first, like the this is the, the original movie. yeah oh. for the first time ever not a good movie i watched it when i was like eight was it good i liked it i was eight yeah, well yeah would you like it now oh. yeah it's fucking awful so <laughs> uh outside of that uh three dollar tier you get the unedited video versions of this podcast so you get that but also if you want if, more kind of history stuff like this let us know I yeah, we can do more jdos and stuff i'm thinking about adding some of that stuff in uh, i think we have like four of them planned for the next year because that's yeah. how our schedule worked out yeah yeah dj might be getting cut back a little bit next year but we haven't fully discussed that yet we'll see how it goes a lot of stuff changing up next year should be really exciting outside of that follow us on socials that's also in the link tree uh link down there in the description outside of that we don't have adam to say anything i got nothing else nick's got nothing else nick do the roar
Woof.